0: Granite
1: State Game Day with Sean Sendall. I am the smartest man alive. And the coach.
0: What's going on? I said, is a cat in the house. Cat
1: in the house? I said, yeah, it's a cat in the house. Mike Bellevue. Mike,
2: why are you in such a bad mood? What do you
1: care? Talking everything from New Hampshire high school athletics through the collegiate ranks and up to the professionals. Nothing is off the table with these two. And a good Saturday morning to the 3rd of December, first Saturday of the month as we well as we approach Christmas time and snow and really what's important to me is uh, a really truly basketball season. Now I know football heads will say, well football's not over till February, but for me, basketball season is a go. There are phenomenal college basketball games today, coach, which we will get into. The Celtics played last night, they play again tonight, we'll get into all of that. Of course, there's some big news on the football front from your New England Patriots, we'll get into that, I will be at the game tomorrow, so I have a vested interest in that, I will be there, and when I bought the tickets I'm thinking, oh no, it could be snowy, like this is early December, I'm really risking something here. Turns out, it'll be chilly, high 30s, but it should be pretty sunny. Yeah, I think it's going to be a nice day. So uh, uh, today and tomorrow, right? I'm looking forward to that. It is. It's cooler out. I think today's going to be a little bit warm, but clear skies. It's really nice day. Look, it's a nice late fall slash early winter day outside. And I know technically it's still fall according to the calendar, but let's face it. You hit December. It's the winter, especially in New England, but it's a nice day outside coach. Uh, it's nice to see you. I'm Sean Sendall, Grant State game day. G- glad you're joining us. And uh, coach, last weekend, your your kids were all home. How did, how did everything go? Oh, it was great. It was really awesome. I had my daughter up from North Carolina. She's
3: down, speaking of college basketball, she's down at UNC Chapel Hill doing a master's program, and she's promised to get me tickets. <laughs> I want tickets somehow to the Duke-UNC game.
1: <laughs> and she has to be in, like, a long line I know. for that. She's
3: saying, Dad, it's not that easy. So I said, I'll take... Uh, I don't care if they play the Citadel. I'll play – I just want to go Well, you know
1: what? First, just seeing UNC, they're very talented, so they're worth seeing. Now, seeing UNC Duke, clearly worth it. But, uh, you know, those schools down there – I know Duke does it. I'm not sure if UNC does it, but I know Duke does. They will allow some of their best students to get first dibs at some of these tickets. So just tell her to keep her grades up, and, you know, maybe she'll get first dibs at UNC as well. And then speaking
3: of uh, college basketball – Timmy, he came home, and he said, Dad, do you know that I was, do you know that College of Charleston, he's at the College of Charleston in Charleston, South Carolina, that they hosted a tournament? And he said, they didn't charge to get in. And I said, that's pretty cool. And he said, and here I am watching the finals, Villanova against, um,
1: oh, somebody good. I know, I watched this game on television. The other, uh, it was the other day. I mean, it was a little while ago. Right, now, it was a little while ago, right. Like yeah, 10 I, days I watched ago.
3: it on television. And so I was like, where did you sit? And he's like, I'm like. Five rows from the Nova bench, and I'm seeing these huge. You know, it was really great. So that I it, didn't realize they, they didn't even char- charge. No, they I didn't charge the, the students to get in. It was great. Jimmy f- lives right around the corner they from f- this arena, which is really nice.
1: They frequently host that, so I mean, that's yeah, that's that's awesome.
3: Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, it was really good. So uh, he thought he was real impressed with Nova.
1: Yeah. Um, well, I mean, they're the defending champs, right? and
3: They're the defending champs. They've
1: only they cool. only lost two players from their – active roster two players who guys who actually played whether a starter or off the bench um archer diakono was their starting point guard really their go-to guy um the guy who he who wanted the shot at the end of the game during the national championship game but realized he was being doubled and dished it and then i believe hart hit the shot but uh they lost him and another pretty solid player but other than that they have it's four of five returning starters and something along the lines of you know, 80% of their minutes played from players are back type thing. So is going to be good. They're going to make another push.
3: Who do you like right now, um, you know, as a top two or three teams? You know, if I'm going to start thinking about college hoops. I mean, it's early, I know, but who
1: jumps out there? You haven't seen Duke play yet, truly play, because they have three of their rookies really freshmen not playing and two of them are likely starters like stars there are two players that uh you know i mentioned earlier when the season before the season started that will harry giles who yeah, giles. would be a great now he was coming off of an injury in high school he should slide a little bit in the draft and that means that when the Celtics get screwed out of the top pick from the nets they could grab a harry giles who i think would be a great addition to uh, the team, based on what I, I had seen and and read about him from high school and how it will should translate. That said, I haven't seen him yet in college, so we don't know. Uh, also, their wing player, and I'm going to blank on the name right now, uh, but they have uh, uh, Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum hasn't played yet either. As soon as you play, you get those two plugged in with Grayson Allen and with uh, Emil Jefferson and with – the other shooter, I'm blanking on his name, uh, who's actually leading the team in scoring right now, which I'm surprised by. Uh, he's, he's just a long-range shooter who plays alongside of Grace and Allen. I thought Allen would be leading the team in scoring, not the case. Uh, as, long, as soon as you get those guys in, Duke's gonna be very good. Now, with that said, they're they're not in right now, so you've got the the typical cast of characters who are out there. It's your. Uh, Kentucky's, who, of course, are ranked number one right now because of their freshman class. Huh. Villanova's ranked second. They in are two. Okay. Oh, yeah. They're very good. There are some great games today. So the teams that have stood out thus far, today, 1230, UCLA and Kentucky. That right there is worth seeing. Lonzo Ball is a freshman point guard from UCLA. De- De'Aaron Fox and Malik Monk are two of the uh, top freshman backcourt, both for, on Kentucky. That's, yeah. a, that's a, a game for... To watch, both teams are currently undefeated. UCLA is ranked 11th right now in the nation. They have really stood out to me. Um, You know, Kansas, it's it's your usual cast of characters that have stood out. I'm anxious, truly anxious, to see Duke play with all of the freshmen healthy. Anxious. I'm excited to see that. Look, I know people hate on Duke. I just don't have a team in college basketball. You know that. I just want to see good basketball. Right. And I'm really anxious to see that. And the one of the games locally, coach, if you're in the mood, Providence is hosting URI. Providence is a talented team, not as t- good as last year, but URI is a top twenty, top twenty-five ranked team. That is a t- that URI is, a- is in the top twenty-five. Top twenty-five. They're twenty-first. I just checked. Wow. I thought they were twentieth. So, um, but they're twenty-first. Yeah, URI is talented. That's a game. That is a game locally. That if anyone's around, yeah, drive right. down, drive down to Rhode Island. That's that is worth checking out. That's a first that they've been in the top twenty-five in a long time, right? You uh, in a while, yeah. The Rams. They they may have been mentioned a little bit last year. They had some talent last year, but kind of fell off. Uh, but
3: how bad is BC? <laughs> bad again? Yeah. Yeah, BC's best. Yeah, they've lost already to some teams.
1: that are, Oh my goodness! I, I kind of chuckled just because it's, it's it's BC. Yeah, they're 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 kind of bad coach, and it's, it's it's tough to watch them right now. It's tough to watch their football team too, in my oh. opinion, despite being bowl eligible. Oh, that's
3: great! I, that whole Adazio like just beaming because he's bowl eligible, and then he had to throw in. In my four years, we've been bowl eligible three times. You know what? You're six and six this year, and your wins are over like. I think they beat Wagner from from Staten Island. I didn't know whatever. Wagner had a football team. Yeah, they do. <laughs> the Seahawks, I think. But yeah, um, come on, Wagner University a basketball of Buffalo. Team. They beat. I mean, also a decent. They basketball got killed team by major ACCs. Right. They had one quality win. I guess you'd say it was the last one of the year against Wake Forest. But BC football, no. Now Harvard basketball.
1: Yeah. Tommy Amaker. Yeah.
3: That's a pretty good program.
1: Yes, they. I'm not sure they'll win the Ivy League this year. Now, the Ivy League is the only major basketball conference that doesn't have a conference tournament at the end. So whoever wins the regular season moves on into the NCAA tournament. It's just—it's all about the regular season for the Ivy League. It's, there's no conference tournament. So it eliminates any flukiness from the playoff. However, it also eliminates giving us a chance to see uh, Yale play Harvard for a championship game, which, quite frankly, probably would have been the case this year. Uh, Yale's very good. Yale is very talented. Uh, most people think Yale will be the team from the Ivy League uh, to make it to the NCAA tournament. But I think they're there. I mean, Harvard's always very talented. Mm-hmm. Amica recruits very well for a school that these Ivy Leagues, they, they don't give athletic scholarships. So he recruits very well. And talk about a, a team, a school that requires your academics to be, you yeah. know, Off on point. Charts, exactly. So good for him. And, and he stayed there, too. Mm-hmm. I know that major schools have looked into him, and he, he likes where he is. Uh, so credit where it's due down there. But if you ever have a chance to see Harvard, I mean, classically, Harvard-Yale is is the big football game. I think Harvard-Yale might be a – no, will be a phenomenal basketball game this year as well. Yeah, so that's, that's, that's a nice local one, too, if, if you're – Really interested to heading heading down. I'm not sure when it happens. That's not this weekend.
3: And then this weekend is um, <clears throat> NCA football conference championships all over the place. Right. So
1: and, we you know, have tons. Uh, did you watch any of the Washington Colorado game last night? I did not. So huge implications. Clearly yeah, huge for Washington. They need to make a final statement. Right now they're ranked fourth, which means they would be in the the playoff. Doesn't necessarily guarantee them they need to make some noise. I watched the beginning of the game, of course, I had to wake up early this morning and then and it was it was close it was tight i they didn't to me they weren't making a statement then all of a sudden they blew up and they won forty one to eight or something like that it was It was a large margin, so they had an impressive win over a pretty good Colorado team. Colorado's ranked eighth right yeah. now, a Colorado team by the way who no one, no, no one, one thought they were lat dead last last year, and no one thought they would be this good this year. So credit where it's due to them to make their conference championship game. And that's a big. W- I mean, you you beat the eighth ranked overall team nationally. That's that's another good mark for your yeah. for your you know should solidify Washington. Right. Washington,
3: I would think it's a good resume. I was way. thinking Michigan might crawl back into the four. I was kind of hoping for a rematch between Ohio State and Michigan because that's a game last weekend that I was. Um, you said you know you saw my family pictures while well, we we did go for a hike, but we then found ourselves in the Common Man Bar area <laughs> watching the final quarter of Michigan Ohio State, and I was just riveted to the TV with my with my sons and actually everybody, my daughter, my wife. It was really that final. Uh, The OT. The OT. Both of the overtime. The final few minutes, the OT. That was, I swear, that that place was rocking. It was a sea of red, 100,000 plus. I know Michigan fans were there too, but that place, I mean, that was college football. Like, atmosphere at its best. It was unbelievable. Now, I do think Michigan, I believe, and my son Tim and Andrew, both my sons, we believe Michigan got screwed. Got positively screwed <laughs> because I'll tell you, two, two, two big plays in overtime. One, obviously, the the one that everyone's talking about, did uh, Ohio State's quarterback, I believe, make the first down? We think he came up short. So does Jim Harbaugh, obviously. Jim Harbaugh clearly <laughs> thought that as well. And then... In Michigan's possession prior to that, there was a blatant, I mean, a mugging pass interference on a slant ball. The kid was being brought to the ground as the ball was mid-flight, no call, so then Michigan had to kick a field goal. They had to settle for a field goal instead of getting the automatic first down. So there were a couple of big plays, but then you could say, well, during the game, Michigan in the red zone hurt itself and
1: threw yeah. a pick six. And I never, so yeah. with a couple key missed calls— I always think okay, there were definitely others earlier in sure, the game that went sure. for them and maybe even big games that they snuck by and won that went for them. So I, I don't I don't play into that as much. We saw it over on Thursday night with the Vikings and Cowboys game, the same thing. You know, it's well, the quarterback got hit in the head on the two point conversion try. They said the ref said he didn't. It was clear on the video that he, that he did. But if you if you look closer at the video and see the whole play, not just the rush. There are some people out there that will tell you that there should have been a false start called on on the Vikings as well. It doesn't all come down to that one and that one call. It's other calls as well. So I, it's tough. But I, I mean, I get why Harbaugh was harping on it. That's that's his job. He has to look out for his players and his team. Plus, you know, his job. Well, the game was over if they call him short right there. Yeah. Over.
3: I mean, Michigan's running off the field like a huge upset win. I mean, it really looked like. He didn't make the line to make, but they reviewed it, and those referees, they weren't about to. It was a bad angle for that? that review. It was a bad angle. It was a bad angle. You're right. For that they, oh, and and I can think you just made the point because they called it a first down on the field, and it really, as far as reviewing it, there wasn't any conclusive evidence saying right. he didn't make it.
1: Whatever but, they called on the field was going to yeah, stay. Yeah, I think you're right. And that's that's just how it was. Now the thing is. You could still see that. If Clemson loses their ACC game, which they shouldn't. But they if, shouldn't. Deshaun Watson's playing so well. But if they do, there's yeah. a chance. And then still, when you talk about the – there, I know neither team's in the top four right now, but that Big Ten championship game between Penn State and Wisconsin, that's, that still comes into play here. That still matters. So there are games now – that, that matter to Michigan. The games that matter to Michigan are, the, of course, the Big Ten championship game, but also that ACC championship game. They'll be watching both of those. I don't know if they're on simultaneously or if it's I get to flip from one to the other, but they'll be watching both of those very closely today. Well, let's play it out. Bama's, I think, a lock, right? I mean, Bama is uh, Bama's not only a lock. This is really an argument probably a to lock see to win it all. <laughs> yeah. This is an argument to see who's going to get their asses kicked by Bama. Yeah. And, I mean, and, that's really what it comes down no, to. I agree with that. Um, who's two? Ohio State? Right now, Ohio State is two,
3: yes. Okay. So then three is Clemson. Clemson. And they play today. I'm trying to think who they play for the ACC. I think they're gonna. They play Virginia Tech. Yeah, so I see. Virginia Tech Tech is ranked 23rd overall, and they're up and down. So I like Clemson. So, and then Washington will beat Colorado handily. So, where? What kind of implication does actually the Wisconsin Penn State game have? Who's it
1: on? Really, I I think a lot of it comes down to. Well, I think Clemson were to lose, sure, right. Or I still think the implication is on Washington as well this this okay. they could look at this you know and okay. it's not necessarily for michigan it's it could be for washington as well right. you know if if wisconsin i mean whoever they view as a stronger team wisconsin right now they viewed as a stronger team because they ranked them 6th and penn state 7th uh, both have two losses and you look at if you know again i'm not sure if one team wins that it'll be a significant difference washington is a one loss team i'm not sure how you could put a big 10 team an additional big 10 team with two losses over washington sure i really don't see that happening so to me it's about that clemson virginia tech game and if virginia tech can play upset uh, you know are, are they the are they the upset team mm-hmm. i'm i agree with you i don't think it's going to happen i think you're looking at bama one ohio state two despite not winning and not even playing in there no championship game nor did michigan this and that's the other team we're talking about here you have clemson three and washington four but again it really comes down to the argument of you know we really want in we really want in all to get your butts kicked by alabama because alabama's that talented right now alabama's defense is they i i heard a statistic they haven't let up a touchdown since before halloween Wow, Halloween's in October. <laughs> <laughs> so the Friday night, or excuse me, the Saturday game, whatever whoever they played on the Saturday before Halloween, because Halloween was on a Monday this year, whoever they played on was a thirty first, thirty twenty ninth. Whoever they played on October twenty ninth was the last touchdown they allowed, the last offensive touchdown they allowed.
3: When I think of the four teams, and then even going like five, six, seven teams, what I've seen this year. Is Alabama's defense, and then when I think of okay, whose offense? I think Clemson's offense could give Alabama a game, but I still agree with you. I still think at the end of the day, Alabama wins going away against
1: all of them. They're just they're too talented this season, and I don't and like it because of Saban. But yeah, it's just but one of those. You have a clear cut team. You don't have that clear cut team in the NFL this year. I don't think you have that clear-cut team in in NCAA basketball. You very clearly have it in in NCAA football, and it will be a huge upset if Alabama loses at any point. If they lose today against Florida, if they lose in the first round of the uh, playoff, if if they lose in the championship game. At any point in their next three games, potentially three games, if they lose any of them, it will be a huge upset. And I'll tell you what. Even if they lose to Florida, I don't I, I, I don't see a much of a – if they lose today to Florida, I don't see much of a, a conversation of, Oh well, Alabama should be out no, of, they'll that, be, of that playoff. They'll they still won't be lose the to number. Florida
3: today. They, they'll win going away. They're,
1: they're that Florida's just not – Florida, despite yeah. being ranked 15th overall, they're just not – comparatively speaking, Alabama, not good enough. Right. Period. And the games today that I think, in my opinion – the eight o'clock games are the most intriguing. And that's Clemson Virginia Tech, but it's Wisconsin and Penn State. That Big Ten game. I love Big Ten basketball. Big Ten football is also extremely fun to watch. That's the biggest one. Of course, Alabama, Florida at four. And if you want to watch one that's going to be really close, Oklahoma State and Oklahoma. Two two lost teams. That's at 1230 today as well. But at 1230, I already told you, is UCLA and Kentucky basketball. So (laughs) uh, I already know what I will be watching. We're going to hit a quick timeout. Jeez. And when we get back, we will continue with our talk across all things sports, collegiate, professional. No high school this week. It's our week off from discussing high school because they're, well, they're between uh, sports this year or this year right now. Uh, You're listening to the Grand Estate Game Day with Sean Sendall and the coach, Mike Bellevue, right here on ESPN New Hampshire.
0: 1250 ESPN New Hampshire, Manchester's home for high school sports. Here's what you missed last week on the Fantasy Champion Show, presented by North End Subaru and Mazda. Tristan Cockcroft of ESPN.com is our guest. At
1: quarterback, for example, he's got the Browns. giving up a whole lot of fantasy
4: points lately, but they're actually not the top matchup for quarterbacks because if you take the strength of
1: opponent, it kind of brings them back down to a top 10 matchup, but not not the top
0: one. So it's another one of your mathematical schemes, basically. Pretty much, yeah. Get your football Sunday started the right way with the Fantasy Champion Show, Sundays at 10, only here on ESPN New Hampshire Radio.
4: Whoa, a new digital music player. Thanks, Mom. Oh, I'm glad you like it, because I can't wait to toss the big stereo. And now that we got your dad that big HD TV he wanted, we can throw out our old TV, too. Hold up. You can't just throw out electronics. Really? They need to be recycled or donated. And how would we do that? (laughs) It's so easy, Mom. Today, recycling electronics is just as easy as buying them. Greenergadgets.org has all the info. We just enter our zip code to find a certified recycling center nearby. There are thousands of them, and new ones are being added all the time. Some of our local stores are even certified recycling locations.
2: I like that.
4: Did you know that some of the stuff in our old electronics could be used to make new products and conserve natural resources? Well, okay then, let's gather them up. Um, what was that website again? Greenergadgets.org. We just enter our zip code and go. Take a look under your bed Here's how we do it. When you donate to Goodwill, we sell your stuff to provide job training for people right here in your community. So just by teaming up with Goodwill, you help create jobs. And isn't that worth parting with the leftover keytar from your 80s cover band? Goodwill. Donate stuff. Create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at Goodwill.org. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council.
0: Did you know there are medical grants available for families struggling with child health-related expenses? The United Healthcare Children's Foundation is currently seeking grant applications from families in need of financial assistance to help pay for their child's health care treatments, services, or equipment not covered or not fully covered by their commercial health insurance plan. Grants are often used to pay for medical services and equipment such as physical, occupational, and speech therapy, counseling services, surgeries, prescriptions, wheelchairs, orthotics, eyeglasses, and hearing aids. Parents and legal guardians may apply for grants up to $5,000 at www.uhccf.org. That's www.uhccf.org. To be eligible for grants, children must be 16 years of age or younger, families must meet economic guidelines, reside in the United States, and have a commercial health insurance plan. Families do not need to have insurance to United Healthcare to be eligible. Last year, the United Healthcare Children's Foundation awarded medical grants to more than 2,000 children. This has been a public service message from the United Healthcare Children's Foundation.
2: Hi, I'm Johnny Erickson Tata, and recently at the mall, I wheeled past a woman who was offering people a little tray full of food samples, barbecued pieces of chicken on toothpicks. She said to me, may I offer you one? And she held it up, at which point I directed my friend to take it and put it in my mouth. (gasps) Immediately, the woman apologized profusely, saying, oh, I'm so sorry, I did not realize you were, I I mean, I, I didn't know you couldn't use your hands. She was horrified but I told her, don't worry, it's okay. I said, next time, if you wanna offer a sample and you see the person has a disability, just say, do you need any assistance? Well, this lady was so grateful, so thankful I had given her useful language should it happen again in the future. And from disabilitycampaign.org, I hope that this little lesson provides you with useful language too. It's always good to ask if someone needs assistance.
0: 50 ESPN, New Hampshire, Manchester's home for Friday Night Lights. It!
1: Bottom of the hour here. Thanks for waking up with us on Granite State Game Day. I'm Sean Sendall alongside the coach, Mike Bellevue, and uh, coach. Last weekend, all your kids home. This weekend, all your kids gone. Is this back to a sense of, I guess, what normalcy is for you now?
3: Yeah, normalcy, uh, which included uh, last night. My wife's like, can you go to the garage and get the two heavy boxes of Christmas decorations and bring them upstairs? And I'm like, does it end there or do I have to open the boxes? (laughs) You then have to open
1: them. She then tells you, at least this is what I've learned, tells you, how nice everything's going to look when she decorates and then tells you to do the decorating. That's pretty much what I get. That's what I've gotten. Anything, that, how wonderful the house will be. And this is what I've learned. This is what I've learned in my very short time of marriage. You are told the house will look great. I can't wait to decorate. And then when it comes to the decorating, you have to do all the hanging. You have to do all the, any of the grunt work, any of the easy stuff, which is like, I'm actually not even sure what the easy stuff is. I know. Maybe arranging a little doll Santa Claus thing and putting that down. That's that's what I didn't have to do. Hang the lights, however, right here. I, that's, that's what I've learned. When it comes to her choosing to decorate, it means I have to decorate. And I hate decorating. I'm with you all the
3: way. I, I tried the old, well, I was thinking about going to do the radio show and then going down in Gillette and watching like five straight Massachusetts High School Super Bowls. Which sounds but, fun. You know, and I, that got nixed hard. <laughs> <hurry. laughs> no, 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 there's the dump, there's the landfill, there's the cleaning out of the garage <laughs> to get the cars in because it's going to start snowing, and oh, my God, I think it's going to be one of those weekends.
1: It's It sounds like it is, Coach. Yeah. It sounds like it is. Fortunately for me, <laughs> I have the Patriots game yeah, tomorrow. That's, that's fun for you. So I, I will be there, and... Um Brianna's actually off uh, in New York anyway. It's her father's birthday. So, so I don't know who you go into the gate who you Um let's see. Would you know any of the guys? So you got a bunch going like a yeah, few going it's, down. It's That's a nice. it's a nice little group. A few of them I play fantasy football with. Um it's just it's ironically Great. enough, one of them is the youngest <laughs> brother of one of the one of my closer friends from high school. It just so happens that I became friends with all of his brothers, sure. and, and and now I'm hanging out with the youngest one, probably more frequently, and a few of his friends, and uh, it's, it's- Are you sitting in the
3: 100s, room. the 200s, or the 300s?
1: Honestly, I have no idea. Oh, okay. I mean, we're, I think we're probably- There's not the, a bad seat in the house, We're probably honestly. in the 200s. Really I've sat in the 300s before, and I think last year we were in the 200s, uh, so I think that's where we'll be. It's it's not awful, and we were at, at an end zone in yeah. the 200s. I've sat in the 100s, 200s, and 300s, and- I didn't mind any of them. Although the game I was at the three hundreds, it was years ago. I was nineteen, maybe even still eighteen, and I just gotten home from college for winter intercession, and it snowed so much, and it was so cold. This was two thousand. Which game? It was two thousand three or four. Was it Tennessee? I honestly, I don't remember at all. It was. It took forever to get home. Forever to get home. Huh. I mean, I, that you think Route One is bad when the the Patriots get let out. Imagine how bad it is when I think that night we got at least a foot of snow. It was atrocious. So yeah, that was that was a tough. That was my first. That was my first time ever ever going to a Patriots game. 2000 again, three or four, uh, depending on the whether what month it was. I don't know whether it was still December. Was or it Gillette? It was, or... Oh, it was definitely still December. So I was still yeah. 18 years old. Wow. So it was 2003. It was 2003 because it was my first – I had just gotten home from from college. It was one of their Super Bowl years. Uh, yeah, so they, they won. That that was the year they beat – I want to – let's see. So that was freshman year. So that that was the year they, they beat Carolina because the following year was Philly. Yeah, they beat Philly the following – so they won in 01, 03, and 04. Right. So it was Carolina that year. So I got to see a Super Bowl year. I saw – a game the year i don't go frequently they're expensive i don't go frequently the whole thing i mean the parking is like 50 dollars and it's crazy and when i do go it's you know and i go now because i have a little bit more money to spend than i did back then not by much but a little bit more it's just and I, i find that while i can see the whole field and it's, I, I love, as we said last week, as I've said before, I like seeing what's going on uh, with the parts that you can't see in the camera. You know, the, the experience watching on television is damn good. It's damn good you, with the quality of uh, Ultra HD that I have now with my television, and you really see everything. It's, it's, and then you, you're, you're watching the next game. A one o'clock game, I can immediately say, okay, I'm going to do some chores around the house, but I'm going to flip on the four o'clock game and have it in the background. You know, uh, you, we go back out to the, the parking lot. If you want to leave immediately, you're still jockeying with all these cars to leave immediately. And generally, it's smarter to just stick around and hang out. But you're still then now you're looking at getting a home. Yeah. You know, you might catch the night game by the time you get home. Type you're thing. Right. You're right. And so it's it it's fun. I try and go once a year now. I went last year. Going again this year uh, with this same this same group, so I'm not I don't think you know any any other group. Uh, there they were Alvern yeah. football players, but you didn't you never coached against Alvern back back in the day. So. Maybe a scrimmage, you know, maybe a scrimmage way way back. Right, but, but now uh, we're going to like Griggs and Perkins' year. Yeah. You know, that's who are there a year older than me. I'm okay. I'm going with guys who graduated four years after I did. So you know, unless you were scrimmaging against the group that when did they graduate? 2000 uh four years after me seven 2007 unless it's sometime in there then then you won't you won't know most of them
3: we scrimmaged against a kid from 2000 that was just a beast of a fullback i don't know if you know he he'd be mclaughlin old. mclaughlin josh mclaughlin oh he was good he was i coached very him good. in the shrine game he had a big game too he had a big game every game yeah he was really good that was tough
1: kid they were a talented team to watch uh, fun. I was a freshman the year that they were seniors. Okay, uh, so that kid was good. He graduated in two thousand, and that was that was see, that year. The 90, it was ninety nine football season. But by the time you coached him, it was two thousand because the Shrine Game is sure it's following in the summer. Yeah. right. So it was. He's. I mean, he played at Springfield, I believe, as I recall. And again, I was young. I only. Yeah. I barely knew these guys, but I knew them because I was a basketball player, and most of them, McLaughlin was not, but most of them. Where basketball players by the time is my freshman year, I didn't play football. Um, So I I was playing, I I was a soccer player prior to that. I only, you know, I ended up playing football later. But I was a basketball player through and through. And I met a lot of those guys who were on the varsity team when I was on the freshman team. And that's how I knew these guys. It just so happens that I was at all those games to watch because he was that talented. He was a guy that you needed to see. Josh McLaughlin was that talented of a running back. They could just hand the ball to him and and you know watch him go type thing.
3: Yeah, it was really tough. He was a big, strong kid. He was huge too. I so mean, you'll have was. a great day tomorrow. You know, that's, I'm looking forward to it. Just don't have too great a day. You got a new new <laughs> new gig on the horizon Monday. Uh, yeah, I'm excited for you. Thank BC you. BC Eagle.
1: Yeah, that's that's where really nice I'm campus. Working. I mean, it's awesome. I'm looking forward to it all. I'm looking forward to the game tomorrow. The game tomorrow. I have a question for you. Okay. The game tomorrow, and I know we were just doing college sports and I know we shouldn't transition this quickly and I would like to continue with college sports, but this is an easy question. Actually, it's kind of a loaded question, so I apologize in advance. Now, I know that they have a rookie quarterback who looked pretty good when they finally played him last week in Jared Goff, the number one overall pick. They have... Kenny Britt, who is a talented enough wide receiver, kind of a head case, but shows some major flashes. Mm. Tavon Austin, they, you know, is nothing really. But their defense is really what, when they were in St. Louis, what they hung their hat on. And I think they still can. I believe Aaron, Is it Aaron Donald in the middle? He's
3: good, the kid from
1: Pitt. Is, he's not just good. No, he's really good. phenomenal. Yeah. And I'm not sure beast. people in the area realize – I mean, you're talking, think of the way Richard Seymour used to play for the Patriots. Good comparison. I think that's what you're going to be looking at in Aaron Donald. I mean, he is extremely talented. Does that give you any pause, any, any cause for concern? The offensive line, I think playing better than they did last year, but still not the best I've ever seen. Does does Aaron Donald, what makes you nervous about this game against the Rams, if anything? Other than Aaron Donald, I guess. Because Aaron Donald makes me nervous.
3: Yeah, no, Aaron Donald's a very good football player. Um, I, I'm not nervous about this game at all. I don't think the Rams, um, I just think offensively they're not going to be able to, even though the Pats defense has been a little suspect most of the year, I think you know, a rookie quarterback, and I just don't see the Rams moving the ball and scoring many points against the Patriots. Um, I do think I'm – I know I'm in the minority here, but listen, I love Rob Gronkowski. I love him, and I love when he's on the field for the Patriots. But I'm hoping, and I could be off base here, and want to know your opinion on this, but I'm hoping that with him being out, They kind of get out of their mind the Bennett-Gronkowski bringing an extra tackle, double tight end, triple tight end, you know, put Devlin as a fullback, line up blunt and just hammer the ball. And I know they don't do that the whole game. They do that early to try to establish the run, and then they do it at the end to try and put the nail in the coffin. I get that. But do we see a very different Patriot offense moving forward with Gronkowski? Do we see maybe more no huddle? Do we see mostly shotgun? Do we see the Smurfs, as I call them, the Deion Lewises, the James Whites, the Edelmans, the Amendolas, the Hogans? You know, really, Brady just throwing the short ball, supplementing the run game and the loss of Gronk as a blocking tight end. Do we see a different Patriot offense moving forward?
1: You're saying... I'm saying because because Gronk is not there because he's not there they they cannot run the same offense they have been that's what
3: I'm be, when he, because he's not there look at they can run a passing offense when he's there no doubt right but but when he is on the field with Bennett and they go double tight end it it does, it does seem like they're leaning towards a lot of the times running the football and I guess what I'm saying is. Do they abandon that? Not abandon it, but just really sparingly use the I formation run game and really turn into let's be wide open and let's be in shotgun and let's throw the ball underneath and then take a few shots down the field. Does
1: not having him, however, is that a deterrent from being wide open? Because being wide open for them with Gronkowski meant, you know, he was. Split end, or you know, down line or down as a tight yeah. traditional tight end, and they then they run four wide with him in there again, either splitting him out or as the tight end. That was how they used to, how they would run it with him when they wanted to go that five wide. It wasn't really the traditional five wide because he was that talented. Sure, doesn't this kind of deter them from going to that five wide because they don't have Gronkowski commanded a double team whether he was a hundred percent or not, and. That's just how, how it is because he's that talented. Without him, look, I think Bennett is good, but I think he's a little hampered by injury right now, and I don't think he commands, demands a double team the way that Gronkowski did. So you run that five out, or again, the split end, are you now tell you know, is, is the defense now going one-on-one with everyone and they just have to run a nickel and can go one-on-one with everybody? Is it going to be easier for the defense if you run that way?
3: Well, I think with Gronk out it's easier for any defense cuz he's a nightmare <laughs> matchup. But yeah, I'm just I'm curious whether you think there's going to be little or no offensive change or a major offensive I don't change. think
1: there's going to be much offensive change. Okay. I don't. I think that you won't see the the two tight end sets. But at the same time, you know, you look, there's going to be some change. Maybe you'll see Maybe you'll see a Tom Brady and a shotgun flanked by both Deion Lewis and James White to, to his left and the right. That would leave, give him a tight end and two, two wide receivers or three wide receivers to, to play with. And you have the two, be, the two best cat, catch-passing running backs coming out of the backfield at the same time. That could, that could be something that they could think about that they could try and go with. I'm just not sure you're going to see a drastic difference because especially a drastic difference in the running game because Gronkowski's out. To me, if you see a drastic difference, it's going to be in the passing game. Hmm. I just don't think it's going to be drastic. They,
3: I'm just trying to look at – I'm trying to find any silver lining, any – there isn't – I mean, you got a guy this good that's going to be out for the season, but I'm just trying to find – you know, okay, how do I – I'm going to say it this way. So many of my friends are already saying that's it. They're not going to win the Super Bowl. They don't have enough. That's, that's And I'm not ready consensus. to say that.
1: Is that because of your fandom, or is that because of your analytical piece? Are you analyzing it?
3: I, I'm analyzing it saying maybe they're going to – I don't know. Is there a chance they're going to be even more wide open? And I think that plays to Brady's strength more than Brady under center turning around okay. and handing off to Blunt, which bores the crap out of me.
1: All right, let's see. Let's say they are more wide open. Yeah. Who's – who, who is he throwing the ball to? Who is wide? Hogan. Hogan, okay. No, and my man, uh, Malcolm Mitchell, I love him. He's, yep, okay. he's really emerging. So you have Malcolm Mitchell and Hogan as like your outside it. receivers. You're two outside guys. Yeah, I love it. Okay, so who else? I want Amendola and Edelman as my slots. Okay.
3: And I want a combination of either White or Lewis as my back next to my quarterback. And I'm in love with that formation. And so you're not my, worried about Blunt, Bennett. Blunt, you could. And, and Blunt, you can stay on the bench until the fourth quarter when we're up two scores, and then we'll hammer you home, big fella. That's what I want out of the team. I don't like in the first half when they try to establish the run and give up offensive po- – I literally think they're giving up offensive possessions trying to run um, Blunt down our throat. I think Blunt is most effective when a defense is worn out, they're tired because we've no-huddled them, and we've sh- – We've spread them out all over the field, and then just tongues down by their knees, and now we hammer the big fella, and he gets... If you notice, when he gets 100 yards in a game, he gets 70 of it in the fourth quarter.
1: Well, let me ask you this as well. Bill Belichick loves to attack what the perceived strengths are of the opposition. From a few years ago, you remember... And we have to go to the break, so I'm going to pose this to you when okay. I hit the break. A few years ago, you remember... They were taking on, and I don't remember which year. I wish I did. But he actually did this. has done this regularly to the Steelers. Steelers' defensive line and their defensive front seven were best against the run game. And Bill Belichick walked into Pittsburgh and said, go ahead and watch us run the ball. And just hammered the ball home and ran all over them for a win. Do you remember? I mean, he's done this year in, year out to yes. the Steelers. Right now, that is the... I think that's a strength. I think the overall defense for St. Louis, or geez, for the Rams, yeah, Le- is a strength. But their running defense, because they they have a talented defensive line and don't have to blitz from the from the linebackers, they they're talented. So, do you think he's going to run in there and say it doesn't matter what we lost? We think you know your perceived strength is stopping us our run game, stopping the run game. We're going to prove to you that it's not and we're going to run it down your throat because I'm thinking, Coach, quite frankly, that what you want to see, the exact opposite is going to happen this week simply because of the matchup that they have in front of them. We're going to hit the quick break. When we get back, we will have a conversation about that long-winded question-slash-diatribe here on Granite State Game Day. Sean Sendall and the coach, Mike Bellevue.
0: 1250 ESPN, New Hampshire. Manchester's home for Friday Night Lights.
4: ESPN Radio Extra Point with Dan Lebitard and Stugatz. It's not just Steve Kerr. It's just the entire team. They want to get every foul called their way, and it is annoying. And Steve Kerr complaining and his face turning red and yelling at the referees and demeaning the referees and Draymond Green surprised afterwards, who, by the way, I wish, would just shut up already. I have to hear from him on a daily basis, complaining about this, complaining about that. But he's surprised that he got a flagrant one. I saw the play. He should have gotten a flagrant one. They have everything. And so sometimes in life, Dan, when the person who has everything is sitting there and they're still complaining and whining like little babies, it gets tiresome. And that's where I've arrived with the Golden State Warriors. You have everything. And you want the calls now, too? Get over yourself.
2: Sometimes the best seats in the house are above it. In college football, that's the Goodyear blimp. And for more than 60 years, we've seen what it takes to be worthy. It takes
1: toughness, dedication, and perseverance. Because seasons aren't measured by wins and losses, but by heart. Some call it hard work, determination, or grit. We call it blimp-worthy. Goodyear, official sponsor of the college football playoff.
4: Guys, the customer appreciation sale is here at JCPenney with great deals on fine jewelry to show how much you appreciate her. We have extended store hours this Saturday, giving you extra time to pick out the perfect gift. Show her how special she is and get 25% off fine jewelry, like select diamond, gold, and silver pieces already 40 to 60% off. Need an idea? Diamond studs are all up to 50% off. The customer appreciation sale at JCPenney. That's getting your pennies worth. Bell at to 12 Some exclusions apply. Check newspaper or jcp.com for coupon and details.
2: The money-saving tip.
4: Coming at you with another money-making tip. How to save money effectively.
0: Tired of overpaying for stuff? Then head to ESPNNHradio.com and check out the ESPN New Hampshire deals page. You can save up to 50% on deals from all your favorite local businesses and restaurants. Why pay full price when gift cards and gift certificates are only a few clicks away? So start saving now by going to ESPNNHradio.com and checking out the new ESPN New Hampshire deals page. You're welcome.
3: Captain Eric Lawrence was training Afghan soldiers when his truck was hit by an IED.
1: I was on a way from Kandahar to Klot, uh, hit an IED that just took the truck and threw it up in the air and slammed it on the ground. I knew at first that I, I got hurt pretty bad because I couldn't move my legs. I sat home alone for months. I didn't want that anymore. I wanted to go back to work. I was hesitant at first, you know, because I didn't work for a good year. I want to be a productive person. I don't want to be a drain on society. I want to be a positive thing in society. PVA helped me write my resume, got me a job interview. I got
3: the job. Helping veterans like Eric is what we've done for over 65 years. Paralyzed Veterans of America, paving access for veterans' employment through Operation PAVE. For more information, visit pva.org. A public service message from Paralyzed Veterans of America.
0: 1250 ESPN New Hampshire, Manchester's home for high school sports. (laughs) ¶¶¶¶
1: Stumped me, Coach. I don't remember what this. I like is.
3: it. I like it. I like that. The, it's like a that sax coming in. Yeah, the in
1: sax. Sax, again. I don't remember who this is. Wow, oh, you've, I, you've stumped me. I do know. I do remember. I know it. It was also in a video game when I was a kid.
3: Oh, speaking of which, I saw. A, speaking of which, in terms of, I don't know if it was on Twitter or Facebook, but Joe Marcellina yeah. doing karaoke. To this song that goes something like this It's like this and like that It's like this and like that You know that song? Yeah, of course He was good (laughs) Joe was good He was doing it with somebody of his I don't even know where There was one person on the dance floor One guy just like spinning around But Joe was um, rapping, I guess you'd say Or doing karaoke It's like this and like that Like
1: this and that, yeah
3: Yeah, Yeah, he was good I know the song I don't know where I saw it But Joe, if you're listening out there Man, I (laughs) made your props you you got it done. Uh, really? Uh, he yeah. was good. I didn't I? Didn't
1: I, I know? I didn't peg him. H- hard to a, picture as a guy who could throw down the the beats. Th- throw and rap. down
3: the beats. He was throwing down the beats. I, I It was really impressive.
1: All right. Well, I'll have to. I'll have to check it out. I'll look through
3: his Facebook. But I don't know and who Twitter that our, our our rejoining song there coming in. I don't know what that. I'd was. Have,
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up because I'll, okay. I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. You're usually have... like a
3: hundred percent with that.
1: I know. I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. All
3: I right. want you to go and see a fifty. Seven, a fifty-seven to fourteen game tomorrow. I don't but want you this, to go see a twenty-three. Your, to,
1: is this your bias because of yes. that's what that's what you like to see? Though I do. I want to. They haven't. They haven't unzipped
3: the off. They haven't. Unz, they haven't cut it loose yet. Well, let me. Uh, they can cut it loose. I pose the. They question, have a ton of skill guys.
1: I pose the question: Could you foresee them going the opposite direction in this game simply because? You know, Belichick a try finds a weakness or usually a perceived strength and attacks it. I also, all right. Well, let me uh, let me let you answer that because I have another question that just popped up. No, I don't look. At, I don't. The Rams aren't going to be able to score much. I don't want to play a conservative football game
3: and keep it low and close, keep, like they did against the Jets. Keep it low and close, and now. The Jets is a different story because I do think the Jets' defense gives the Patriots fits for they just do. But anyway, I don't want to see the Patriots play down to the Rams. I want to say this is a Ram team coming in that we can light up the scoreboard
1: with our weapons. This Rams' defense, it's built similarly to the Jets. It's possible that it gives the Patriots the same fits that the Jets did.
3: It is possible. It is possible, but I would like to see the Patriots, because of the, that possibility, I'd like to see the Patriots just come out and just be absolutely five-wide or four-wide with a back going out into the flats. Whether we saw a lot of Martellus Bennett or not, I really don't care. I like the lineup that I just gave you. I like Hogan and and, and Malcolm Mitchell on the edges. I love Amendola and, and, and Edelman in the slots and then just keep rotating a fresh Lewis and a fresh... Uh, uh, James White. I love that lineup. Let Tom Brady cut it loose. Let him throw the ball 60 times. I want you to see an absolute wide open aerial attack with a little uh, at the end a little run game to put the nail in the coffin and and put 50 on the board. That's what I want you to watch tomorrow.
1: Do you think the defense, as currently constituted by the New England Patriots? Should necessitate that type of, as you said, unzip it, un un, just unleash it unleash on it. offense. Do you think? That, because I'm not sure the defense is good enough. I, there's some talent, but I'm not sure they're the best defense we've seen in the, even the past few years for the Patriots. Actually, I'm sure of that. I'm not. I, I don't think I'm sure yeah, of that.
3: Absolutely. Do you I think because, in the, right,
1: because the defense right now, Lyndon Roberts, 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 do you think the defense as currently constituted means that the offense should be scoring more so they should really unleash it? Because I'm, I don't think the defense is good enough right now. I don't, I don't Does that either. Mean the so offense I want to unleash more.
3: Yeah, I, I don't care if the game is 55 to 24. I think you know, I don't care if they if I don't think our defense is that great. I,
1: well, let me ask you this as we hit the top of the hour break. Is the defense bad enough where Belichick doesn't want to see the ball, doesn't want to see them on the field? So is he running a slowdown right. offense so his defense isn't on the field? Maybe, and you might be right. And if that's the case, though, that's a huge problem because then that's not a recipe. Gronkowski aside, that is not a recipe to go to a Super Bowl, let alone win a Super Bowl. Nope, I think that's, that's what they call playing
3: not to lose as opposed to
1: playing to win. Right. Second hour coming up here, Grand State Game Day. Myself, Sean Sandler, Coach. Keep it locked. ESPN, New Hampshire.